Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here to talk about um, an early Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez team up, and that is From Dust Till Dawn. This movie follows two criminals and their hostages unknowingly seeking temporary refuge in a truck stop populated by vampires, in which chaos results. So this movie is uh, an early pairing of Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, two absolute titans in the independent film industry in the 90s. So they were very hot off of Reservoir Dogs, um, Pulp Fiction, and then Rodriguez is very famous for Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, um, and they both you know, we're famous for these, these scrappy low budget crime films, um, with, you know, various different kind of directorial flares. And, uh, they had teamed up sort of for four rooms a couple years before this, but this one was the first where they're really like, okay, this is their movie. They're making this together. And it is going to be about crime and vampires. And it's going to be awesome. And I think that when it comes to the first half of this movie, it is amazing. This first scene, just from the very first scene in the gas station, it is the best of both worlds. You get the best of Robert Rodriguez and you get the best of Quentin Tarantino. Um, The dialogue is very good and very frenetic. There is really cool and creative action. The camera moves perfectly to suit the situation. This is perfectly edited, perfectly directed, and perfectly acted out scene. I really, really think that this movie opens with a bang. And in terms of up to the exact halfway point, it is one of the best um, of both of their movies. I really, truly think that, especially the scenes that Tarantino was in. Uh, I heard a theory posited on a podcast about this movie that has no real sources or anything like that, but um, it's just something that was an idea that I thought, hey, you know, this doesn't sound that far off. And I'm not saying that it's like factual or anything. I'm just saying it's an interesting observation. Um that uh, the scenes that Quentin Tarantino is actually in are some of the best scenes. And there's sort of a theory behind that, that like potentially because he, um, he has a tendency to uh, direct other actors when he's acting and things that there was a lot of suggestions maybe made in terms of like the behind the camera stuff for the scenes that he was in. And um, I think that that's a that's a very likely theory that maybe like for the scenes he's in, you know, he's there like looking over everything with Robert Rodriguez and like, hey, yeah, um, maybe maybe do this, maybe do that, and just like little touches here and there that made a lot of the scenes that he's in even better than some of the other scenes. But regardless, I think that um, this whole movie is very well directed um, in the first half and the characters are very good in the first half and the, just the dialogue, the chemistry, the shot composition, the suspense, everything, it comes together so well. Everyone's giving great performances. There's some really great lines. Um, George Clooney is giving a really totally different turn from what um, a lot of his most famous roles are, uh, particularly at this point when he was best known for his work on ER. This is obviously a very drastically different character. Um, And Quentin Tarantino even is very good at this. He is playing um, 
a character that I think he's very well suited for the sort of nerdy kind of off character who's like a criminal, but not in like the hardcore way that Clooney is sort of in just like this off. There's vaguely something wrong with him mentally. Um, and sort of, there's even like a childlike quality to him in a lot of scenes. Um, I think he does a really great job pulling that off. It's much better than some of the other cameos that he's had for himself. Um, uh, first thing I think of is like Reservoir Dogs, where he's like hanging out and being one of the guys and being all cool and stuff. It's not really him. I mean, not in a mean way or anything, just realistically. I mean, come on, what are we what are we talking about here? Um, so I think this is a much better suited role to him, and I think he knocks out of the park. And the reason I keep saying the first half is because I was in love with this movie for that first half. But when it comes to the point in the movie where the first vampire is revealed, this movie kind of goes downhill pretty hard. Um, I didn't hate it or anything. It never got truly awful. But as soon as we exit the bar again, I think the movie gets really good again. But the whole time that we're in the bar and the whole time that all the vampires are coming out and stuff, I really just wasn't as interested. I think that the writing suffers a lot. I think that the creativity with the camera suffers a lot. The lighting is very... Um, stark and bland. It's not very creative. It's very brightly lit for a bar, which is, you know, usually you think of those in crime movies as like seedy locations with very like, you know, uh, aggressive neon lights. This is just like spotlights kind of. Um, There's a lot of kind of awkward moments, lines that I think played much better for trailers than they do for the actual movie. Like that whole thing about like, no thanks, I've already been married. No, that that's a good trailer moment. That's not a good line in this movie at all. Um, there's a lot of scenes with Scott um, where he actually has to play like emotional stuff. And that child is just not a good actor. Um, he is hasn't really been in anything since. And I understand why for everything that Juliet Lewis and uh, Harvey Keitel are. He's not. He's really, really bad and dull in this movie. Um, I think that, you know, there had to have been a bunch of different kids who came out for that casting call. They probably should have cast any other one besides him. I mean, he's bad already in the first half, but then in like the second half when it has to be the emotional stuff with like, if I turn into a vampire, you kids have to promise me that you'll kill me. You know, I don't want to kill you. You have to kill me before I hurt you or anyone else. And it's like, damn, that's a, that's a messed up idea. And that's a really hard thing to grapple with. And he's just like, no, I won't do it, dad. It's like, oh God, like you want to maybe do a take two there. Um, So I don't know. There's just, it just doesn't get as creative with the action. Um, the, some of these weapons are really cool, especially like the super circle, super soaker full of holy water. I was like, damn, that's really cool. That's a super creative idea. Um, carving crosses into the bullets. That was another really cool thing that I liked. Um, there's a lot of parts of this movie where I think the actual like ideas are cool. But when it comes to the execution of them, um, it just really is less interesting. Everything in this bar is just, like I said, I think the directing suffers. I think that the creativity from uh, pretty much everyone around, it, it just it kind of gets less inventive and less cool and just sort of settles into a fairly average horror movie that also isn't really that scary. There wasn't any moments that I felt were very suspenseful or creepy or, you know, in any way like unsettling it was mostly just like eh, you know the makeup and effects are tremendous don't get me wrong i would never knock that part of it they do a really great job and um 
this guy, uh, the guy who did all this stuff, um, I need to look up his name again. I know he's the K, Robert Kurtzman. There we go. He's the K in K and B, which is a, a pretty legendary effects studio. And they they do a lot of really great stuff. And in particular in, Lee, in this movie, um, they, I, th- I think, the, they bring like a lot of really strong work. There's some really creative designs in here. I like that there's like different breeds of vampires almost, and they all look very good and very realistic. Um, and this was really his baby. I mean, this is his passion project to try to generate interest in this movie. He went out and shot, um, I think it's like a 12 or like 15 minute short film, which has a lot of the aspects of this movie uh, are direct carryovers. I mean, this is really something that he wanted to do and he sort of fought to bring to life. And I really appreciate that. I think that's some of the best stuff in the movie, but I just am not as on board for this part of the story. I think that the beginning is so strong and there's so much uh, that could be mined from that setup. And I think that it just kind of gets kind of wasted. Um, And I would have loved to see the second half of that story where they don't run into vampires i think that that's like the setup for a really awesome tarantino movie um or a robert rodriguez movie and i think it just kind of fails on both fronts so um i would recommend the first half of this movie but i don't love uh i don't love the second all right before i get out of here i would like to say that i am grateful for um Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't have one prepared for this one. That's kind of awkward. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, my, my dogs. I, 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 it's so hard. I have to really think about these beforehand more often because like, I don't really, and then it tends to get like, uh, crap, I don't really have one lined up. And it's like, there's definitely tons of stuff that I can be grateful for. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, there's a lot of ones that I've already done, and I don't like to repeat them too often. Um, I've definitely done my dogs before, but they're very cute, and they're getting better at listening, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I'm just glad to have them. They, they're, they're growing on me, I'm going to be honest. And they're getting bigger, too. They're they're growing on me, and they're literally growing. It's It's wild. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, I'm grateful for that. All right. You know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Five stars is super helpful. After that, you can come find uh, find the podcast on our, my website at moviesandmorepod.com, which is linked in the description below. You can find links to all the episodes previously released and everywhere you can listen to them, along with a whole lot more. And after you've done that, go ahead and tell a friend who you think might enjoy the show uh, all about it. If, uh, if you think that they would enjoy it, I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to get uh, this show spreading to more on- audience members. So thank you done all that and thank you in advance if you're going to but in the meantime thank you as always for listening that's the most important thing that you do for me and until next time if you try to run i've got six little friends and they can all run faster than you peace